Yo, welcome back, Wolf Pack. This is another episode of the Fantasy Fixers, and I am Winston Wolf. I'm the fixer, and I'm here to fix your team. My voice is kind of scratchy right now. I've uh, been under the weather. I didn't make the uh, waiver wire podcast because I was super sick. You could probably hear the little hiss in my voice as I as I speak. <coughs> my, my my larynx was a uh, day to day with all the coughing. But your boys off the injury report. This is going to be the longest podcast to date, so buckle up. This will be the Thanksgiving extravaganza slash flu game podcast. Shouts out to my guy Josh for that gesture. Let's get straight into it because it's going to be a long one. Let's go. All right, first off, Alvin Kamara will be out against the Bills. Mark Ingram is still questionable. I think he'll start. So he's going to get all the carries and all the touches versus Buffalo. They're still first against the run even after Jonathan Taylor got loose last week. Uh, Everson Griffin was ex- escorted for his, from his home without incident, hoping he gets the help he needs because that was a pretty disturbing video in which he thought someone was out to kill him. He did an entire vid with a gun in his hand, and he didn't look at the camera one time. Very weird. A.A. Ron Rogers has a fractured toe, a pinky toe. Now I understand what he meant when he said he has something that's worse than turf. Well, I'm going to show you how we do no it No idea here, what baby. that means for him the rest of the season. But it looks like he's going to play through the pain. Dolphins claim Philip Lindsay after he was waived by the Texans. How are you the youngest of the crew and get waived off the worst rushing attack in football? Usually I would say go grab one of these guys in Houston's backfield because they're down to two with Rex, jo- Rex Johnson. Rex Burkhead and David Johnson. But Rex Burkhead had 18 carries from negative 72 yards last game. So I'm not sure which one you should go get if either one of them are available. And you got to be in a desperate situation to do so. Let's get into these games. Game one. There's a face-off between the Lions and the Bears. The Bears are a three-point favorite, and uh, the over-under is 40, 41 points. So it's, it's probably going to be a sloppy game. Um, I'm tired of seeing the Lions, and I think the rest of the world is. Sometimes you need to throw out the uh, traditions like uh, Jazzy Jeff on Fresh Prince. The only startable players from the Lions is DeAndre Swift and TJ Hoxson. Uh Swift is an automatic start. TJ Hoxson had six routes of 51 yards last week. And this is simply who he is. He's a 10- to 12-point guy. He hasn't scored a TD since week two. And the Bears ranked seventh against tight ends. Uh, the Bears have only given up three TDs in uh, on the year. And two of those came in week nine against Pittsburgh when Farmuth got loose. All right, on to the Bears. Allen Robinson is more likely out, so it's the Darnell Mooney season. Uh, he had a whopping 16 targets last week. Too bad he only caught five of them. Went for two, 121 yards. He's their only receiving weapon. He's a solid wide receiver 2-3. Uh, David Montgomery is a great start and uh, is an easy RB, RB2, uh, if not RB1. Uh, Detroit is 29th against the running backs and giving up 100 rushing yards in six of his last seven games. So start him up. Lions allowed the third most fantasy points per game, third most rushing touchdowns, and fourth most rushing per game. So you might see a lot of uh, Montgomery. Uh, I like Chicago as a streaming DST this week, too, whether uh, Jared Goff plays or not. Game two is between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it's crazy to think that the Raiders were once 3-0. Life comes at you fast. Uh, Darren Waller is only rated to start with confidence. I, I guess you can start uh, Hunter Renfro 
as a flex play. He's a ten point guy. That's what he's it. That's what he simply is. Can't trust the backfield. Uh, you you can start Jacobs, but it's not gonna be with any confidence. So if you're in a pinch, you can start him. In the last two games, he has came away with five receptions. So there, they are getting him more involved in the passing game. Uh, but he needs a rushing uh, TD for a big game because he's a seventy yards from scrimmage type of guy. And Dallas is seventh against running bats, running bats, <laughs> running backs. They've only given up five rushing TDs on the year. How about them Cowboys? No Mark Cooper, possibly no C.D. Lamb. How could Dalton Schultz not have a great game? I think he's an easy top ten play this week. I honestly can't see how C.D. Lamb can make it out of concussion protocol in three days. It usually takes guys like a week or two to come out of it, but. We'll see. It'll, it'll be better for the offense. Uh, Schultz ran a season-high 43 routes last week. The Raiders are dead last against tight ends and have given up a tight end TD in five of their last seven games. You have to play Zeke if he uh, plays, and Pollard is a sneaky flex as always. Let's get into game three. Bills versus Saints. Get somebody in your life that loves you the way Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. I'm not sure if he's giving him all this money so they can – Live the rest of their lives some, somewhere secluded on an island like Diego Garcia. Or if Taysom is secretly dating one of Sean's nieces that he wants to move out of his house. But it just doesn't make sense to be paying your backup slash gadget player like this. Or will Taysom become the starter soon? I'm not sure. The money says so. But I don't think so because Trevor has been Trevor Simmons has been solid. <laughs> Like I said in the news and notes, Alvin Kamara's out. So it could be the Mark Ingram show, who has been solid in the absence of Alvin. Uh, even after uh, Jonathan Taylor's performance from last week, the Bills are still number one against running backs. Other than last week, they've only given up 100 yards once and have only given up three rushing touchdowns out of 10 games. I can't imagine you need to start any of these wide receivers, so pivot. As you want to start, there's no way you can uh, play a Bills running back. Guess what? The backfield just got murky like the quicksand in Jumanji. I would like to uh, welcome Mac Breida back to the party, even though no one invited him. I'm not sure if it's worth stashing Breida because the Bills run game has been atrocious, and that's probably why they added uh, Matt to the mix. He seems like the uh, only one with any burst. You have to start Diggs. But I don't like it at all. Uh, he's going to see a lot of Marshawn, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, who's probably still upset at the Minneapolis miracle from three years ago. Marshawn has forced an incompletion on 36% of his targets. He's been locked down. Laddie had He's faced uh, Devontae Adams, 5 for 56. Scary, McTerry, scary Terry McLaurin, 4 for 46. DK Metcalf, 2 for 96 and a touchdown. Uh, th th that number's kind of skewed because Metcalf had an 80-yard touchdown to start the game and was bottled up the rest of the game. I think Beasley is a sneaky play this week. By Diggs getting so much attention, he had to play Knox last week. He came away with 14 PPR points. Saints have given up the most points to QBs over the last four weeks. Allen's an auto start, period, so it don't even matter. All right, game four. Now we get into the Sunday slate with the Bucks versus Indy. Uh, all systems go with uh, the Bucks. If these guys start, you play them. Indy uh, 
allows the highest pass success rate against QBs. And they play a lot of zone in which Brady shreds a uh, zone like uh, Gorgonzola. Uh, can the Bucks slow down Jonathan Taylor is the question. The Bucks have been great against the run for, for years, but so were the Bills before it came, before J- Jonathan Taylor came to town. And blew their doors down like the big bad wolf. The Bucks are currently 13th against running backs. And that, that must be a lot of catches out the backfield because they, they, they've only given up one 100-yard rusher on the year, in which that was week seven, uh, Khalil Herbert from the Bears. Uh, Pittman is the only startable receiving option for the Colts. All right, Pittman put up a dud last week, but what would you expect when Jonathan Taylor was running like uh, Michael Jackson when his hair caught on fire in the Pepsi commercial? This week should be different. Tampa is 23rd against wide receivers, and that's where you can beat them at. So expect Pitt- Pittman to have a good game. All right, the Game 5 matchup is between Philly and the New York Giants. Uh, if you're playing in a league that uh, is four points per passing touchdown, then Hurts is easily the start of the week. He's the number one QB in both formats right now. Start him. Devontae Smith should be shadowed by James Bradbury. And I'm not saying he's a lockdown corner, but uh, he's a good corner. Uh, and Philly is a running team right now. The Eagles are averaging 20 pass attempts a game. And I see Goddard getting six of those. In Philly's last game, Devontae played 72 snaps and ran 29 routes. That's a ton of blocking. So if Devontae doesn't get the TD, then it's likely a five-catch, 60-yard game. Sanders is okay in this game. He's been averaging like five yards a carry, but I would start him reluctantly. He's a weak flex at best. Even with uh, getting in the lion's share of the carries, with uh, Jordan Howard going down, he fumbled twice last week. And he only got one target because Jalen is a running QB. Who's going to scramble instead of uh, giving out the check down? So you need a TD to have a decent game with Sanders this week even though the Giants are 27th against running backs. All right, on to the Giants. I never understood why Jason Garrett was named their OC in the first place. Uh, You're starting Barkley, but you're not comfortable. Uh, It's going to feel like uh, wearing a shirt on backwards, but you didn't realize it until tip-off of your kid's basketball game. And you don't want to miss anything, so instead you just look stupid for 60 minutes with the tag hanging out the back of your shirt. This is what it's going to feel like to start him. In the last game, Barkley had 25 rushing yards, but he added six receptions, so that didn't kill you, but their offense is trash. I I don't think there's such a thing as fixing an an offense in midseason. The offense is broken, man. It's no help for it. Freddie Kitchen takes over, and Jason Garrett will probably be on Alabama staff for the Iron Bowl. I don't know if you can trust Kadarius Toney. He's their most explosive weapon, but he only has two good games on the season and hasn't scored a TD. Jacoby Myers Jr. Uh, Philly is third against wide receivers right now. Have only given up four wide receiver TDs in the last seven games. So Tony is a sit for me this week. On the game six, it's the battle of the two and eight teams, Jets versus Texans. This game seems like it's going to be unwatchable. Zach Wilson is back. Flacco and Mike uh, White are on the COVID list. I was just starting to get a man crush on Elijah Moore, and I'm uh, hoping Zach doesn't crash the party like the Joker in Dark Knight. Uh, Elijah Moore has been on a rampage in the last four four games. 
He's averaged 20.9 per game in that span and has four straight games with at least 13 points. So you have to start him and pray that Zach isn't seeing ghosts like he was seeing in the game against the Patriots. Well, Michael Carter is out two to three weeks with a high ankle sprain. So this makes Ty Johnson a sneaky flex at play. Uh, don't look at the box score from last week. It was bad. Uh, but now he's only uh, sharing the lo- workload with uh, Tevin Coleman. In the last four games before the game against Miami, his targets have been 7, 6, 2, and 8. That makes him at, at least a double-digit play in PPR formats. Houston Texans. Tyrod Taylor could be a suitable play, but I can't see you being in this much of a jam to have to play him. If he was food, this would be like eating Taco Bell for Thanksgiving. It's going to get you full, but it's going to blow out your sphincter as well. Taylor's had three rushing TDs in his last four starts. The Jets are 22nd against QBs and have given up 20 points to QBs in their last six games. I think Cooks is a flex play this week. He did put up a milk dud last week, but I think he can come away with somewhere around six catches, 70 yards this week. As far as his backfield, I trust it by the much as the websites that tell me it's hot girls in my neighborhood that want to date me. Uh, it's Rex Burkhead and David Johnson. Rex had 18 carries for 40 yards in their last game. That's like taking every carry in and diving like you're on a slip and slide. If you're in a super deep league, I mean super deep, like Lisa Sparks deep, uh, you might be able to flex him. But this this league has to be crazy, like 27 teams for you to have to play Rex Burkhead right now. All right, game seven is a matchup between the Panthers and the Dolphins. Cam is back. Uh, he slapped Washington for 26 PPR points against a coach that knows him probably just as well as Cecil, Cecil Newton does. Uh, Cam has to be a top 12 QB this week. The Dolphins are 25th against QBs. I must say, this, this isn't the MVP QB, but uh, how can how can he not vulture a rushing TD? That's just who he is. You can, you can start DJ Moore, who went 5 for 50 in TD last week. I wouldn't trust Robbie Anderson. Of course, you know, CMC, automatic start. Uh, Tua was a good start last week, uh, but they played the Jets. So I hope you enjoyed it. I don't trust Tua this week against the Panthers, who are ranked fourth against QBs. I would sit uh, him this week. Miles Gaskins, man, finally came away with double digits last week against the Jets, but he's back to your bench this week. The Panthers are fourth against running backs as well. And sure to shut him down because the Dolphins offensive line is horrendous. Only person you can start is Waddle. And I'm afraid of him because the Panthers are tough against wide receivers. But he is a target monster, so you're forced to play him. But he's a flex play. Should get away with six, seven catches, 70 yards. He hasn't scored since week six and only has three TDs on the season. Mike Gusecki put up five for 50 last week, a milk dud before that. And uh, he's, he's a 12-point guy. And that's where he lives at. And the Panthers are 13th against tight ends. So expect him to have a good game. Uh, He runs as many routes as Waddle does. Uh, He ran 27 routes last week. Just to put a perspective to it, Waddle ran 32. Let's get into game eight. Pass versus the Titans. Uh, The the Patriots aren't very good for fantasy. But uh, they're reputable in real life. Good luck trying to pick which running back scores the TD. Harrison Stevenson were in a pretty even timeshare last week. Stevenson had 12 carries for 69 yards. Get your mind out of the gutter. 
This is a family-friendly show. And Damian Harris went 10 for 56. The Titans are six against running backs, and they faced the Colts twice in those games. And they gave up 72 and 89 yards up to Jonathan Derrick Henry Taylor. So they didn't even know he was on this level to, to shred the league and, and make the last running back MVP and Adrian Peterson blush. Hopefully you're not in that jam where you have to start any of these wide receivers. Hunter Henry has been a TD magnet, but if he doesn't hit pay dirt, it's going to be a sad outing. Speaking of the last running back who came away with MVP honors, he was just a re- released uh, to make room for the practice squad guy, Dontrell Hilliard. See you, AP. It was nice. I apologize. I was wrong about Peterson. I just viewed him as a starting running back, so I thought you had to go get him. Wrong. Hilliard was rushed seven times for, he had 82 yards from scrimmage. Uh, eight catches for 47 yards. Guess he did enough to secure the job. Uh, Hilliard is a guy that I would sit on my bench to see how he plays this week. See what kind of snaps he gets. I want to see if he could take the place of Jeremy McNichols, who's uh, probably not going to play this week because he's still dealing with a concussion. That's why it's crazy to think CeeDee Lamb is going to bounce back in three days, but everybody's different. I don't think you can trust any of these receivers. I guess A.J. Brown, if, if he starts. I don't know if he plays this week. Seems like he comes away with a, a multitude of injuries weekly. And the Golden Take signing to the practice squad has me a little weary of Brown's status this week. We'll have to see what happened to Golden Tate uh, come Saturday. Uh, but if he does play, he's going to be on lockdown like he's teleworking during the pandemic. Bill always takes away his opponent's best weapon. We've we've known this for years. Just last week, uh, he shut down the road. 4400 Falcon Parkway Flower Branch Road. That's in Georgia. And it prevented the entire Falcons organization from showing up to that game. Uh, A.J. Brown, if he plays, he'll see a lot of J.C. Jackson, who has been stellar. The Pats have allowed the fifth fewest points to wide receivers and the fifth fewest points to the slot if they try to move them around to be sneaky and plug him in another. No, the Pats are good. It's going to be a long day or a long night if you're a Game of Thrones fan. All right, game nine is between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Big Ben had a great game against the Chargers uh, in an absolute slugfest, uh, which he came away with 273 yards and three touchdowns. But what do you expect from 40 passes? But this was his first top 10 performance since last season. Najee's answer start. Can't believe he cleared concussion protocol during that game. Crazy. But he accounts for 30% of their yards from scrimmage. That's on par with CMC. Deontay is the only receiver to have absolute trust in, and Frymouth can be played with lower your expectations. Uh, Claypool had a good game last week, but he's a Naeem Hines of wide receivers. Boom game, you start on the next week, you're disappointed. The Bengals are 10th uh, against a tight end position. They gave up a ton uh, to Wild last week, but I'm not sure if they're ranked that low because they have faced any formidable tight ends, or, or are they actually good? The only noteworthy tight ends that they face him in TJ Hawkson and Mark Andrews, who both came away with 70, roughly 75 yards. Uh, Joe Burrow has to put up, he's put up two Pepe Le Pew games. In the first meeting against the Steelers, he came away with three scores. He lit them up. 
but he threw a TD on 16% of his attempts. That's an insane number. I think the average is around maybe 5%. So he went bonkers in that game. Uh, Burrow's probably in the 12 to 14 range for this week, Q- QB 14 or so. But I would pivot for a different streamer. Uh, Jamar Chase, instant start. Mixon, too much volume not to start. He's the RB4 of the season. Quiet. He's been a quiet RB4. Don't want to trust the other wide receivers on this team. It's just too hard trying to put the shoe on Cinderella. Game 10 is between the Falcons and the Jacks. <laughs> Snooze fest. Nap time. All you can hope for is Cordero Patterson to come back. Uh, he did have a limited limited practice on Wednesday, but there's no telling if he, he starts because he, he has a high, high ankle sprain. The guys don't usually play in two weeks when that happens. Uh, you start in pits and Russell Gage if you're, like, super desperate. Uh, Jags, you're only starting James Robinson. The rest of these guys, you're sitting. All right, game 11 is between the Chargers and the Broncos. Uh, you're starting all Chargers. Chargers, even in the difficult matchup, doesn't matter. Uh, the way Herbert is playing, Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, start them every week. Uh, if you have Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, you start them as solid flexes. If if Denver is smart, then they'll they'll run the ball a ton to control the game and make this a phone booth fight. The Chargers are 26th against running backs. In the last four games before the Pittsburgh game, of course, the Chargers gave up at least a hundo on the ground. And five games ago, they gave up 200 to Cleveland. Noah Fan is a must start. And good luck with the musical chairs of figuring out which wide receiver performs. I guess my money is on Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, pick one. They're pretty much all the same, but it's hard to know who's going to go off or even have a good game. Game 12. Is between the Rams and the Packers. You're playing A.A. Ron. I'm curious if Ramsey is going to follow Devontae Adams. Ramsey hasn't followed uh, full-time in a single game this season, but he did go part-time shadowing against Hopkins, Metcalf, and A.J. Brown. Ramsey shadowed Adams on 16 of 31 routes in their playoff game last season, and Adams posted 9 for 66 and a touchdown. You have to start A.J. Dillon, I guess Marquez Valdez-Scantling if you're in a squeeze, but that's about it. Okay, with the Rams, all the analysts are saying Stafford is a top 10 play this week. But uh, Matt has put up two diaper genie performances back-to-back before the bye. Um, Does he miss Robert Woods? Has Odell learned the playbook? I would reluctantly start Stafford. I'm sitting Odell for another week to see his snap rate. Matt has to be thrilled to spend Thanksgiving at home with his family. Henderson is an RB2 and Cooper Cup. Automatic. Game 13 is between the Vikings versus the 49ers. Uh, I don't necessarily like this game for fantasy. I guess because San Fran, they just pounded down your throat and they just want to make it a, a closet fight. If Eli Mitchell plays, he's an instant start. They are daring teams to uh, stop the run. San Fran ranks second in rush rate. The Vikings are bottom third in rushing games allowed per game, yards per carry. The Vikings starting D tackle is on the COVID list, Dalvin Tomlinson. 
So the 49ers will make this a pantry fight and will probably dominate the time possession like they've done in the last three games. Minnesota allowed the second most fantasy points to QB over the last four weeks. So Jimmy G is a sneaky start. Start all Vikings. Am I crazy for not liking the Minnesota's kicker? Because I'm not sure how many possessions they'll get. They have to stop the run and get a lot of possessions. That's what it comes down to. But he's on everybody's list as a top four, top five guy. And I'm like, eh. pivot, pivot. Game 14. Big divisional game between the Browns and the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to beat the snot out of the Browns. You have to start Chubb. You can play Hunt if you have no choice, but we we don't know his workload. We don't know the snap rate or if they'll ease him back in or make him uh, give him his roll back. We just have no clue. You can't trust any option, receiving options for the Browns. And I dare you to play Baker Mayfield. I dare you, especially if you're playing me. That might be a good thing. All right, the Ravens. The biggest question mark is uh, who is the leader of this backfield? Devontae Freeman has been solid for three weeks uh, in the absence of uh, Latavius Murray while he uh, recovered from his ankle injury. Freeman came away with 16 carries last game, only 49 yards, but he looked more like the explosive guy out of the pair, for whatever that's worth. I think Marquise Brown is a wide receiver too, and Rashad Bateman is a nice flex, and you know you're starting Mark Andrews every week. All right, the final game of the week is a Monday night affair between the Seattle Seahawks and the football team. The Seahawks offense has been atrocious. You're forced to play Lockett and Metcalf, and I hate it. Uh, If they were foods, they would be two slices of pound cake. And it's the last thing you eat because it's dessert. And it's fluffy. The crust is just right. Then you find out it's made by Aunt Sarah. And remember, she has uh, pet roaches on the counter. Yeah. So the cake was amazing until you found out the baker. That's how you're going to feel starting these guys. But you have to because I think they still have good games this week. Am I crazy? Possibly. The Washington football team is 29th against wide receivers. And they give up an average of 42 points to wide receivers. Russell looks like a shell of himself. I'm hoping this is his bounce back game. No one in this backfield can be trusted, but monitor the DJ Dallas because Allen's Collins isn't worth a start and look bad in the last four games. Let's get on to WFT. Taylor Heineke is sneaky. I would start him in a pinch. Seattle's is 11th against QB, so they're, they're tough, but Colt 45 McCourt carved them up like you know what. You guessed it. That was a turkey dig. You like that? Cole hit him for 328 and two touchdowns. You're starting Antonio Gibson. You're starting scary Terry McLaurin. I can't imagine you being in a bind and having to start Logan Thomas. But I would if I had to. But by this time, you should have a decent tight end to play. But if you have to play him, Seattle is 23rd against tight ends. And Logan Thomas was a double-digit guy before he got hurt. Here are my streams of the week. Number one QB. Well, not number one QB. Just my QB stream of the week. Cam Newton. Running back Elijah Mitchell if he starts. 
Dalton Schultz and Darnell Mooney season. Whoo, man. I don't know how guys do this all the time. I mean, it's my waiver wire on the podcast. Goodness, this is long. This, this might be like 40 minutes. Sheesh. But if you made this far, I want to thank you for being a part of the Fantasy Pictures family. For the Thanksgiving extravaganza of Wolfpack. Hey, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy your family. Stay safe. See y'all next week. I'll be, I'll be ready to do the Wave Wire podcast. 15, 20 minutes. Love y'all. I'm out.